Hey guys, I'm Caleb Giddings. And I'm Keith Finch. And you are watching Gun Day Brunch uh, here on the Gat Daily YouTube channel. Uh, first off, right off the bat, happy yesterday Marine Corps birthday and happy Veterans Day to you, Keith. Oh, and to you too, sir. Mr. Chair Force himself. Yeah, sitting in a chair, as a matter of fact. Um, so I am also, I am is, appropriating your culture right now, sir. Is that how that works? So does that mean I, if I, like, do something stupid with no budget, I'm appropriating Marine Corps culture? That feels accurate. Really True story. Accurate. There's a video of me uh, being you, my two partners pick me up and use me as a battering ram to breach a door uh, during a shooting. Oh, that, thing. that is cultural appropriation, sir. Yeah, I kind of I thought so. Also, if the VA ever sees that video, they're going to be like, oh, your spinal problems are not service related because what the hell is this? <laughs> and I'll be like, yay. God, you. You're right, though. Um, all right. So today, guys, uh, we're going to get right to this because uh, we're filming this on Thursday. It's Veterans Day. This video will air on or is it Thursday? It's Thursday. Yeah, it is Thursday. <laughs> Jeez. This video will air on um, uh, Sunday. Sunday. And we won't expect, we're not going to be expecting a verdict in the Rittenhouse case until at least next week. So unless something very, very strange happens in the next couple of days, which it might, this case has been freaking wild. This, this thing is nuts. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so bananas. Um, so, but that's what we're talking about today, guys. We're talking about Rittenhouse and right off the bat, bat let's do some reckless speculation. My reckless speculation, I think he walks on all three charges. I concur that he there. there's only one charge they might be able to get him on, and it's nothing relating to the shootings. It's related to him having the rifle. And I don't know if they're going to stick that one with how the prosecution is literally just buckwilding their own case. It's the craziest. It's And, like, I have not been watching the live coverage because that's, like, I don't want to pressure test my cerebral arteries that much. So I've been reading recaps and things like that. But... The, the, the two clips that have stuck out to me was when the prosecution was uh, uh, interviewing, I don't actually know the term. Yeah, I'm going to say interviewing. And the prosecution was talking to the one guy who was more on the conservative side. And he said, well, when he pointed the gun and said, fuck you, talking about one of the guys that got shot, I was like, uh -huh. it was something else. Yeah, that uh, but, was uh, that was that was in relation to Rosenbaum, the first person mm -hmm. shot and uh, killed by Rittenhouse. Rosenbaum, who is a whole bundle of crazy, if you look into his background, like that was wasn't he a convicted child molester? Yes, convicted yeah. on two counts of raping five boys between the ages of nine and eleven. So and he was he spent, like, he spent uh, a you know a decade in prison over. So he was like a good person. That, like, look, hang on. I need to I need to clarify something here really quick. And my opinion about the Rittenhouse case has been consistent since the day that it all happened was we need to wait for all of the facts to get out. We need like this shit's mm -hmm. going to go to trial. We need to wait for this to happen. You know, I, I, I had my own opinions, but I really wanted to keep them to myself because there was so much that I didn't know. However, I have known from the get go that Rosenbaum was not a good person and I'm not. 
I feel worse that's, for Kyle that's not that he to has say to that in any other circumstance. That's not to say not in any other circumstance. That's not to say in regular circumstances like Rosenbaum just sitting there with the rest of the agitators and kind of being a general douchebag that he deserves to be shot there. Right. It's the fact that Rosenbaum was not a good human being. Right. He was I'm not going to shed any tears that he's been deleted from the gene pool. Yeah, I that that's uh, I'm I'm 100 percent like, nope, nope, that's fair. That's fair. He's gone. No great loss. Yeah. Um, but the circumstances that resulted in him leaving this mortal coil, it's like, no, that that checks out because it checks out with his history of behavior mm-hmm. because he was convicted and imprisoned for the child rape charges, two counts. Um, he was outstanding on some domestic violence stuff. I think I don't no. don't quote me on this. I think for the woman who got uh, pulled into the trial to testify and ended up speaking on the pharmaceuticals that he happened to be on for bipolar, uh, I think he had outstanding domestic charges in relation to her. That's my shocked face. Let me tell it to you. Um, yes. Speaking of people making shocked faces during the trial, how about the prosecutor when he fa- <laughs> literally face palmed? Like he made himself into a meme because on cross examination, that phrase I did remember, his, yeah. the, what was in Gross Crudes, Gross Crudes, who got his bicep blown apart, um, he Not actually said, like on cross examination, the defense got him to admit that he pointed his gun at Rittenhouse before Rittenhouse shot him. And I was like, again, if you guys yep. are only listening to the audio version of this, I am making my like, oh my God face right now because, oh my God, he like on cross and the prosecutor just went, oh shit. And just face palmed on camera for the whole world to see and done made himself into a meme. And I think that was it's after a, that's a glorious been- meme too. I think it was after the judge spent 10 minutes ripping him apart for sucking at his job. Oh, the judge has been so mad at the. It's never guys. I, I have not been watching the live stream either. I, however, have been watching three separate lawyers cover the live stream Mm -hmm. and, and giving their commentary. And the general consensus is this doesn't happen in real life. What is going on? This is not how trials go. What is going on? What is the prosecution doing? That seems to be, take, take Kyle Rittenhouse himself out of the whole situation and the politicization around that. Watching the behavior of the prosecutor is blowing the minds of lawyer friends of ours and just making them go, what? And over and over and over again. And, they, and it keeps getting crazier every step. But that was a defining moment because the prosecution needed to put Grossberts on the stand and make him like he was the crux. This guy needs to be the sympathetic person in this courtroom. It can't be Kyle Rittenhouse. It needs to be Grossberts. And in cross-examination, just by asking like, okay, did this happen? Yes or no. Did this happen? Yes or no. Did this happen? Yes or no. They made Gage Grosskreutz look like a liar, a completely unreliable, uh, like all, all the statements completely unreliable because this dude was tweeting and, and posting on social media and things like that actively while this case was going on, because either 
the prosecutor didn't tell him, hey, don't do that. That's dumb. Or B, he ignored that advice and did it anyway. Some of that got admitted into evidence. And it's just, it was just a giant cluster of fuck. And uh, yeah, they straight up got him to admit that Kyle Rittenhouse only shot him after he drew his Glock and pointed it at him. Which, and look, I'm, you know, neither of us are lawyers, obviously, and I didn't even stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night. But nope. uh, if somebody pointed a, if I was laying on my back after being assaulted and someone pointed a Glock at me in Minecraft, I would shoot them. You know, I, I like, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even in Minecraft shoot them. No, if I had in the real attacked, world, I would shoot in them. the real world, if I had just been attacked and I was on the ground and someone then pointed a Glock at me, I would shoot them. And if it happened to have a rifle in my hand, I'm looking to shoot them with the rifle. Okay. Now, speaking of rifles, let's break down for the people out there this whole FMJ thing because oh my gosh, the prop, the funniest thing. What like there are so many meme worthy moments already in this trial, mm-hmm. and uh, the the defense has had a few too. But the prosecution has definitely owned the field on just cringe, crazy meme worthy things. And one of the most hilarious is his description of bullets. And then being schooled on it by an 18-year-old. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's so good. So this guy, the prosecutor, who, I I mean, he'll probably still have a job after this because it's really hard to fire public servants. But, man. And, I mean, I, I should also caveat. We have no idea if the jury is viewing this in the same way that we are. You know, we have our own biases that we are obviously viewing this through. Uh mm-hmm. How, however, pause. I, I don't knowing how the court system is supposed to work. I don't see how at this point they have not at least rate, created a reasonable suspicion that this was self defense, which means you vote to acquit. That's how this is. That's how that's how the law works. That's how the yeah. That, does the, the law system. always work like that? No. no. However, but I just yeah. So. For you guys who have not been following this, which I don't know, there's probably three of you out there living in a, under a rock. Uh, the they're, they're fresh off the boat from Mars. They don't know yeah. what happened. The prosecutor made the argument that Kyle was carrying FMJ in his rifle because he wanted to kill more people than like, like because the bullets will just thip, right through a person and it'll hit like the grandma with the babies and stuff behind her, which is, you know, the sort of FUD lore that we hear about FMJ anyway. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. So, and then Kyle was like, Wait, "No." Yeah, Kyle was like, "No, that's that's not how ammo works. That that's not how bullets work." Uh, we could we could get into it because that, that's one of the things that gets asked uh, when people are talking about rifles for home defense is what is the best ammo as a defensive ammo uh, to carry in a rifle for home defense, and the it's uh, it's an expanding it's usually an expanding tip round of some type. It's a medium or a heavy game round of some type that will mushroom and and uh, deliver a good kinetic energy transfer to um, to a, a medium games so like 100 to 200 pound animal, which we count as. Um, that being and said. You go, and you go into that, but that being said, full metal jacket, especially full metal jacket ammunition that is regular le- soft lead cord and doesn't have steel like M855 or M855A1 does, that makes a very good home defense round two for various 
reasons related to the physics of the round because it's long, it's narrow, it's traveling really fast and it will, yep, it rotates. It, it'll, especially at that distance, it tends to impact into tissue and fragment. It'll break apart. So it does all the things we would want out of the expanding tip round, especially from the standpoint of not passing through and hitting multiple targets uh, that uh, the expanding tip rounds do. And that's, that's something that's unique to high velocity, low mass rifle projectiles like 5.56 and 5.45. You get into different calibers like the heavier 7.62 rounds or any of the handgun rounds, which are large, larger and, and dense, which is why they have that issue in the floodlore. It's, it's kind of an overblown issue between hollow points and full metal jacket. But you get into that this is a this is absolutely not the argument to make with the rifle that they're trying to make it with because right. that's the rifle that sets the rule and it's the reason that law enforcement SWAT teams and all, all these people who would otherwise want low penetration ammo they use 556 because it's low penetration ammo the uh, you know and I, I didn't I, I don't know if we know exactly what was loaded in his rifle but I'm going to assume that it was some variant of 55 grain FMJ which is in commercial loadings it's usually loaded to the M193 spec which if you guys mm -hmm. don't know M193 was our service ammo for a long time it was our service ammo all the way up until the mid to late 90s when they replaced it with 855 better known as green tip. And M193 worked really freaking well. Like it, it was, killed it was a great round. A lot of stuff. And it still works really well. And the reason why it works is all the stuff Keith said. So when 193 hits tissue at the right velocity, it goes in and then it yaws like 90 degrees and then parts of it fragment and it does mahusive damage to things. So it's not, it's not, it's not like if you shoot somebody with a low velocity pistol bullet and a low like a, a nine mil a 124 grain nine mil round is actually more likely to zip clean through a person and keep on going with enough deadly energy to kill somebody on the other side than five, five, because six. of its retained mass because mm -hmm. it's a massive chunk of lead and how it's constructed uh we we talk about full metal jacket and we'll say ball ammo but pistol rounds are much more accurate to quote unquote ball ammo because they're they're thick and short for the same mm. weight size the rifle rounds that long profile of the rifle round is what causes it to yaw because all the mass at the back is still going when the tip the the lowest mass point hits and changes mediums from air to hitting somebody or something so that causes that yaw that causes all those physical effects that turn the round into an effective of actually very effective uh, defensive round. A great, uh, uh, there's actually a really great illustration of this that was done in mainstream media. Uh, if you guys used to watch Mythbusters, which I used to watch religiously, they tested the myth of whether you can dive down into the water to like get away from rifle fire. Cause in the movies, you'll see like the hero jumps down into the water to try to get away from the fire. And what they found, which is consistent with what we're talking about is that high velocity rifle projectiles actually break up in like the first foot or so of water and that pistol bullets tended to go two to three feet through water while still retaining energy and obviously that reason is exactly what we've talked about the sectional des density 
of 124 grain nine mil round is crazy compared to like a 55 grain five five six round or something like that. So, listening to the prosecutor, or in my case, reading the prosecutor talk about how FMJ zips through 78 people and literally, literally watching a prosecutor repeat fud lore in a trial, I was like, is this is this real life? Is this actually happening right now? No, no, this is not the real life. This is in fact fantasy. We are caught in the landslide. No oh escape. boy, it's it was, it's yeah, it's the wa- craziest. Watching thing. watching a a person with degrees whose whole job is to prove that what he's saying is right, and the mm-hmm. jury should listen to him, repeat fud lore to a kid who can then refute it was um it, it's amazing. It's, it's it was so insane, so astounding. Other other highlight points. Um, uh, what what was what were they calling her online? Chadma, Grambo, Grambo. Oh, that Grambo. Was, yes. Yeah. They put they put a little old lady on the stand to try and make Rittenhouse look bad, and she basically just a she wasn't having any of the prosecutor's shit, and that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And b she was just like, oh, he was a nice young man. He was all right. I, I held his rifle while he was treating some injuries and it was great. Uh, as, as I understand it, grandma was not having any of the prosecutor's shit. The judge is not having any of the prosecutor's shit. Nope. This thing is bananas. And guys, we, we can talk about the meme level side of this forever because there's so much fodder to go with. But bringing it up in a more serious note, this is probably going to be the self-defense trial of at least a decade, mm-hmm. unless something absolutely crazier happens. And so taking a look at what happened, uh, what the, what charges could land and could stick versus what charges could be refuted and and taken off and and defended against, especially with good legal re- representation, you know, we we can have our own personal opinions on Rittenhouse's actions and what the law says and what the law should mean. That doesn't mean it ends up that way in a courtroom unless you have the legal representation to make that happen. And following the commentary, following the legal commentary, and you can find uh, lawyers doing legal commentary on this on YouTube each each day of the trial so far. And uh, and the the commentary is very detailed very good Mm -hmm. but the consensus from every lawyer i've seen make comment on this is just that this this trial is bonkers it's wild like this is not supposed to happen in in regular trials this happens on tv this happens on law and order it's like watching an episode of law and order like i'm not even kidding Like, like when i go on twitter and i see these clips uh and then i'm and i'm like I'm like, wow, that's really intense. That seems like, like, like I couldn't have written that. And then I find mm-hmm. out that that's because this doesn't happen in real trials. This is, we're living in bizarro land here. We're living, this is a real trial and it's happening in real life. And every lawyer in existence that I talk to about this goes, this shouldn't be happening. Yeah. It's completely insane to me that this is the way uh, this trial has been going. And I think though, to your point, there's, there's value in us unpacking not just the legal side of this, but to, you know, I, as much as I hate to say it, the tactical side of this, because, uh, you know, this, 
this whole shooting, let's assume that Kyle gets off, um, falls into a category uh, that I frequently clear, uh, uh, classify as uh, justified but avoidable, you know? Yes. And, you know, again, regardless how you feel about Kyle or anything like that, he definitely broke the rules of stupids, which is don't go stupid places with stupid people at stupid times who are doing stupid things, you know? And he broke like three of those. So, mm-hmm. and as a result of that, he ended up having to kill two people. Uh, and again, so, whether or not it's justified isn't the point here. The point here is that if you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you may have to kill people, it's best to avoid, like, 100% if he walks, there's going to be more riots. Because there are people, as I just discovered today from social media, there are people who think Kyle is on trial for uh, shooting minorities. Yes, Yes. Which I was like, wait, how did you not know that? The absolute insanity of jumping into a gin pop comment section about the Rittenhouse trial is astounding. I will, uh, I've, I've been very disappointed in NPR's coverage in particular. um, And I've actually been very impressed with the New York Times coverage to put two, two news organizations that generally I flip on. um, I'm generally really good. Yep. The New York Times was actually doing very well. And NPR was was definitely letting their bias swag fly. They clearly think that Kyle should go down for this. And they're doing a very poor job of hiding that fact. One of um, the uh, one of the, the sneakiest tricks that I've seen in the media coverage of this has been where people will say uh, and I was just reading. I think it was the, I think it was the, either CNN. I think it was CNN that I skimmed this article on where it was like Rittenhouse is on trial for uh, the shooting of two protesters, doesn't say anything about the protesters. And then it says that were connected to the law enforcement shooting of Jacob, of a black man, Jacob uh, Blake, I think, or whatever that Mm -hmm. guy's name was that the cops up in Wisconsin shot. And the way that the sentence is structured and the way it reads is it leaves you with a bot because they very specifically don't mention the race of uh the two dead guys but then mention the race of the guy that the police shot it creates an inherent bias where you assume that because they were protesting at this thing that they were also uh black americans instead of the fact that they were two white guys uh convicted domestic abuser and a convicted child rapist again just because you did crimes doesn't mean you should get yeeted off the planet however behavior past behavior indicative of perhaps actions like we've already proven that you don't make the best decisions we can also therefore uh conclude that perhaps you continued to not make the best decisions and in in the immortal words you fucked around and found out um they did but yeah the the headline the headline manipulation of the various media because i've checked I did an article on this that pulled about nine of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to like the 30 major media outlets uh, from like Vox on the one side to Breitbart on the other, it's vi- it, it's very clear which organizations are trying to maintain a neutral tone on it, which is what I expect out of a news media organization. That's, right. that's, that's the standard I want, um, but it's not the standard we're getting. Everyone's yeah. using headline manipulation because the, the nice thing about headline manipulation for those organizations is you can essentially title your, your piece whatever you want and lie through the headline and then be perfectly succinct and accurate in the actual story 
to what happened, or at least accurate enough that it's like, yes, all of those things happened and your tone suggests you're thinking one way or another, but everything in the story, all those things did occur in the trial. Mm-hmm. I remember pulling up a CNN uh, article and it was discussing um, Rosenbaum and it made Rosenbaum as a very sympathetic figure in it, its, its narrative. Cause ro- it, it started with Rosenbaum was a homeless man. So, okay. All right. That's, I think technically accurate of the time. I don't think he had a residence on file with the, with the state um, at the time and had just gotten out of the hospital that morning, which was true. He'd gotten out of the hospital um, from as, as best I can find a suicide attempt uh, the previous day or, or previous uh, close enough that uh he, he was released that morning. Um, other, another story I read said it may have been a psychiatric hospital, not a you know, hospital where he was getting treated for an injury. I'm not sure which, mm-hmm. but CNN was like, he was a homeless man who had just gotten out of the hospital this morning. And then at the very end of this paragraph, um, making Rosenbaum into, you know, a fairly sympathetic figure, uh, that was protesting on the side of uh, the the, uh, the BLM movement. The BLM component. Um, at the very end, they casually slipped in, and oh yes, he went to prison for a decade for criminal sexual con- uh, contact with a minor. Yeah, and Whoops. and and for for those in in the verbiage, you know, it, when when someone's trying to be aggressive about something like that, they'll usually say ten years. He'll spend mm. 10 years in prison. Ten year, they spent 10 years in prison for child rape, which is what he did. Um, when someone when someone terms it, oh, a decade, decades a, a bit of a softer term, mm-hmm. and then criminal criminal sexual contact with a minor, it almost it almost sounded like CNN was trying to spin it so that uh, Rosenbaum caught got caught by like statutory law or something right. like that like no. he he was with a 16 year old or a 17 year old while and he, he was, was like 26 and the yeah. law the law said 18 was the age of consent and you know so he he stepped across that line but ladies not and fair. gentlemen you do not go away for 10 years for that yeah he he he, he, he raped a child like let's be very, he raped, very clear he raped upwards of five children. Yeah. So, and again, I just, we, we, you know, to be very clear, I do not think that that by itself is a reason to be summarily removed from the gene pool, but I'm also not sad that he was removed from the gene pool. And right. I also think that it, you absolutely can introduce past bad actions by the guys who got shot because it sets their frame of mind. You know, this guy was a convicted felon with mental issues. You know, the other guy was convicted of domestic uh, misdemeanor, domestic abuse. Like these are not people that have repeated, established. Repeated. This wasn't like repeated. you caught like one he... charge. Yeah. They, no. they multiple charges on like the most, the most clean cut of the three people that Rittenhouse shot was, was the survivor. Yeah, it was gross who, who was so. only who was only uh intoxicated with a firearm as a charge. Right. Which, misdemeanor. You know, whatever. I yeah. mean like eh, not you shouldn't do that, but like that that doesn't that's establishes a little bit of history of I make bad decisions, not the 
I unjustly attack people violently, which the other two had. Yeah. Now here's one thing too. Uh, if you are carrying a handgun and you pointed at someone who is carrying a rifle, it is very reasonable to assume that that person with the rifle is going to try to shoot you. Like, because yes. if I'm in, if I reverse this, and this is actually one of the fun, the fun, fun's a gross word to use there. It's not fun. One of the things that I've enjoyed doing is I'm like, okay, what if I put myself in gross cut? gross Kurtz's shoes like how am I reacting to this because from everything that I've seen he was the third person to show up and he was arriving after the initial assault on Kyle arriving after uh Kyle had already shot Rosenbaum actually if you go if you go through a quick quick correction he was the fourth he was the fourth person he was the third injured but there was a third person in between who kicked Kyle or kicked at Kyle that was the guy doing like a flying jump kick at him yeah, he, he, uh, Kyle fired, if I recall correctly, Kyle fired, but did not hit that guy. And that guy has swung at him close. Kyle shot, that didn't happen. Then Gross, Grossberts, eh, whatever, however you pronounce the name, then Grossberts comes in, hands up at first, like, hey man, hey man, I'm going to help you or try and defuse this situation, uh, take care of it. That's the, the body language is at first hey, I'm not your enemy, and then the dude goes for his gun. Yeah, which, you know what, and so if, this if, is... If I'm, if I'm sitting in Grosskreutz's uh, Gross shoes, A, I did that all wrong. Mm-hmm. If I, I legitimately believe that Kyle is an active shooter killing people on the street and can get away with it... Uh, I'm just going to shoot him. I'm, I'm just going to shoot him. I have made those connections in my mind. I am going to shoot the active threat, which when you reverse the, the, the seats again there, and we go back to Rittenhouse's shoes, that's what he did. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he, he, he pointed at Grosskreutz's, he ran up because he'd just been attacked by two other Three people. people. Yeah. Two people on the, two people on the run and he'd already been attacked and, and left the Rosenbaum scene. Um, so he'd been attacked by two other people, the, you know, uh, Huber with the skateboard and then, you know, fly, Flying Ninja Kick guy. Who, by and the way, then, as an interesting and then like, has not shown up. Like, Flying Ninja yes. Kick guy? We have no idea who that guy is. He has not, like, the police never found him. That dude has nope. been like, I want nothing to do with this shit. I'm uh-huh. out. I am, I am under the radar. To, which, to be fair, if I dodged a 5.56 five, at muzzle range, I might have that. Like, I'd be like, all right. Google buy a lottery I, ticket. I am out. I am done. I am out. I am reconsidering my life choices. No shit. So, right, so uh, to kind of bring this all around and put, I don't know if we can put a bow on it because it's not very pretty. It's, but it's not very pretty. This there's so much chaos. There's with this. so much chaos going oh, around. With this. So if if Kyle walks on all charges, which uh, well, if, let me rephrase that. If Kyle walks on all the murder charges, which are the only ones we really care about you know the minor in possession of a weapon that he probably shouldn't have had yeah. um, the murder charges are the ones that we're interested in if he walks on the murder charges uh 100 there's riots or maybe like 75 percent there's riots i'm going with 100 i think if he walks there are small encapsulated riots that are intentionally started by bad actors i don't think that this is going to be one of those like uh 
I don't think it's going to be like a, a Rodney King verdict situation where the riots were sort of organic. I think these are intentional bad actors who will try to start this stuff. And that's, and that's why I give it like a 60% chance is because I, I, I believe the deliberate, deliberate instigation is going to be looked at carefully is the wrong word, but I don't know if they're going to get traction. And one of the biggest reasons I don't know if they're going to get traction is because the, the white supremacy, we're going to see a lot of hatred in comment sections oh, uh, yeah. on everything like that. Like everyone's going to vent their spleen online about this. However, I don't foresee, I don't foresee riots if they can't get the momentum about it. And I think this is a more online angry, angry keyboard warrior situation versus uh, let's burn the city down. And, it, and for a very, very, very simple reason is we've had enough time to look at the three people that got shot and a hate to say it, they're all white. So this is no longer a racial, like this was a white guy who shot and killed two white guys and vaporized the arm of a third white guy. And the art, the argument, the loudest arguments I've seen in the comment sections are all related to, oh, Kyle shouldn't been, have been there in the first place. We should charge his mom for bringing him. And all, all related to Kyle being there in the first place and no longer about the deaths specifically. It's, it's all about Kyle. You know, Kyle should not have been there in the first place. And with that, with that attitude, says, I don't know if they're going to be able to generate enough anger and energy for a riot, especially when the th when the three dudes who got shot were all eh, not the greatest people and they were white. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, that's, I know. I think that's, that's a sad. Spot we on. could still. I hope this could still for any re you know, because people people riot for winning professional sports games so we could absolutely see riots uh for for the uh for the verdict in this trial um but the real question about the trial wrapping up is do they do they get him on the weapon possession charge mm -hmm. for being a yeah. minor in possession of an ar or do they go after uh the the friend who uh gave, gave him the gun or anything like that um because that that's the most that's the most legally poignant part of the case that has you know teeth to stand on from the prosecution. Right. The prosecution has spent all their time trying to get the murder charges to stick and been doing just an atrocious job. Really, not a great job. I think that uh, I do think it's it's interesting, you know, how the trials have obviously gone and uh, speculate on what's going to happen. Uh, I do have uh, one side note before we wrap this up, is that in the time that we've been having this conversation, uh, Twitter has removed the free Kyle Rittenhouse hashtag from their twin, twending, Christ, from their trending sidebar. And the only one that's showing and trending now is Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty. When I logged in this morning, they were both in the top 10 trending. And then all of, in the time that we had this conversation, they were like, oh, let's just go ahead and remove free Kyle Rittenhouse as a trending hashtag. So I'm not saying that Twitter is biased and is a, and is a cesspool full of people who are just screaming into the wind. But yes, actually, I am saying that. I'm 100% let, regardless quote, of what side you're on. Let's quote the wonderful scholar Dave Chappelle, Twitter isn't real.
Twitter isn't real. Amen to that. Twitter is not real. All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode. Uh, we didn't do a sponsor read at the top of it because we we're both so hyped to talk about all of this. Um, but if you have thoughts on how you think this is going to go, on how you think it's going to end up, leave them in the comment section below. Or if you're listening on YouTube or on iTunes or Spotify, thank you for listening. Uh, and we will be back next week with another episode. Later.